Hello. Thanks for choosing to listen to Two Birds, One Stone. I forgot to record the ad during the episode, so here's a message from our sponsor, DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts, player prop options, all reasons to choose DraftKings. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. If you want to win money, just bet against the Cardinals. That's always a, a good option. Uh, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with the code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Enjoy the show, everybody. On offense, Judon and McCourty. Mr. Steady on the back end for the Patriots. Here's Murray. He takes off and stumbles. Brought down at the 44 as he picks up three. And after going down awkwardly, he can't get up. I thought when he went down, Joe, it didn't look to me like he tripped as much as just something went out on him. And maybe that right leg, just as he plants. Well, this was the scene just a moment ago. As they brought the card out, Kyler Murray had to get on. The frustration, the heartbreak. Players from both sides coming up to him. Yeah, it's tough. There's no doubt. Um, you see teams go through it every week, but you lose your starter on third play of the game. Um, you know, kind of a deal, non-contact. It's just just tough to watch and see. And um, you got to be able to rebound and uh, continue to play the game, though. You were hurt. Kyle put a lot into this. He can prepare. He went off to get back up in the hamstring. So for that to happen, you know, I hate that for him. You know, I know he'll recover. Welcome back to Two Birds, One Stone, an Arizona Cardinals podcast, and we're all dead inside, not because the Cardinals lost on Monday Night Football. They did, 27 to 13. We're not shocked by that. We're dead inside because Kyler Murray, on the third play from scrimmage, goes down, as you heard in the opening clip, uh, with now what's been confirmed as a torn ACL. Um Obviously, out the remainder of this season. But now the worry is, with the injury happening here in December, is he even going to be ready to go uh, by the start of the 2023 season? So just when you thought, things can't get any worse, right? This has just been a season from hell. They do get worse. Garrett, thoughts? Yeah. I think what was what was keeping me okay with this season is knowing that we have a good draft pick coming up. There's going to be some hope, some optimism. We're going to have a full, healthy team going into next year. The offseason, we still have, you know, some hope to it, – it's not like we're the the Texans and Davis Mills is our quarterback and whatever. Uh, 
we have Kyler Murray, who's our franchise quarterback, who's all pro, um, even MVP caliber. So you have that hope going into next year. And now with this injury, it almost like ruins all that. I didn't really even comprehend. Whenever it happened, my first reaction was, okay, well, if this were to happen, it could not have came at a better time. But it turns out that time would have been like four weeks ago because, like you alluded to, he might miss time next year. So if that is the case, this whole offseason is just going to be hinging on whether he or not he's going to recover from a 20 ACL. And you don't want that because you don't want to rush your franchise 24-year-old, five-year-old quarterback back quickly. Yeah. There's could be lots of negative implications with that. Not only that, but in terms of um, Sean Payton sweepstakes, if you're Sean Payton or another offensive-minded or any kind of head coach, now what's this job look like? You have no idea what you're getting from Kyler Murray. Like, not only maybe you weren't a fan of him in the first place. Now you've got this injury lingering. Um, you've got the contract. You don't know if he's ever going to – maybe you are a huge Kyler Murray fan and you're Sean Payton. Now you don't know – what if he's never the same going forward? A guy that is that electric when he when he's moving around in the backfield, scrambling around, making plays with his legs. We have no idea what, that, what that's going to look like. And I know that's a negative way to look at things. But here in a minute I'm going to go through some quarterbacks that have gone through the similar injury and are similar type players. Some – Ended up being successful, and some fell off a cliff. Um, but <clears throat> in terms of the actual situation when it happened, like I said, third play of the game, you've got, <clears throat> uh, I mean, what, a run by James Conner, then a first down on a check down, and then he takes off scrambling. And obviously it's no contact. So, I mean, we, we have the confirmed test of an ACL, but anybody that's sitting there watching the game, You've watched you've watched the NFL, you've watched college. If there's a guy that drops like that and he's not touched, it's almost ninety-nine percent of the time it's the ACL. So you already kind of knew that. And just watching the team come around the cart and because after it cuts to commercial break, you're just like, Oh shit, who knows? Maybe it's a an ankle, he'll get up, walk off. And then when it comes back, everybody's around him on the cart, he's got the towel over his head, it's like Fuck. Okay. This is the real deal. This is the the bad shit. Yeah. Yeah. There was no worse feeling than seeing your franchise quarterback being put on a cart and carted off the field. I don't think that there's a worse feeling in in watching sports. Especially yeah. your young franchise. And then you and see all like the, the tweets. Yeah. Uh almost R I P or like pr- prayers up, prayers to Kyler or whatever or whatever, but yeah, that sucks. Or just um, like the like the the uh, who was it? Justine Anderson was like over by the tunnel. It's like uh, just Kyler Murray was just carted past me. He's actively sobbing on his way to the locker room. It's like fuck. I know, like we know. I think if you watch, like you know, he gives a fuck. But like for anybody that questioned that, that if he actually if he cared, the dude cares. Like that's his. This is his career. This is not only like this is his team. Like he's trying to prove something these last five weeks, even with. Playoffs kind of out of the question. And then, like I said, that gets taken away from him. And then you obviously, and even that, like, you know, these athletes in those situations, like they're thinking about that, like, fuck, the season's over. This sucks. But they're also thinking this next 10, 12 months, whatever it's going to be, is going to suck ass. 
you have to put in so much work, not just physically, but mentally to get yourself right, to push through these kind of things. Like it's, it's torture. You hear some of these athletes talk about it coming back, how much work it takes. So you just hope that he has it in him to, to push through and get back to the kind of player that we've seen the last couple of years. Yeah. It just makes me so nervous just because you've seen so many quarterbacks online be so injury prone and it seems like he is injury prone. I mean, every single season he's played, he's had an injury. He's missed time. It's mostly nagging stuff, but yeah. Right. But either way, I just don't, I just don't like the way it's trending, especially with how down of a year he had this year. I just don't like the way it's trending. I mean, in terms of investment too, I mean, that's another part of it. Like the year after he gets all this money and, and this kind of thing happens, it's, it's a lose, lose, lose for everybody around. Um, so I don't know. I like I, I've got a list of three other quarterbacks recently within the past decade that have had had this kind of injury, and we'll we'll kind of go through uh, their timeline and what their careers have looked like since. So most recent, I think the most relevant is Joe Burrow, obviously. So his rookie year. He comes out, he's looking great, number one overall pick. The team's not winning, but late in that year, uh, late November, he he gets uh, – his knee gets obliterated in a game against, I think, the Redskins. Torn ACL, torn MCL, and he's done for for the rest of the year. Joe Burrow, obviously a different style of quarterback, but Burrow ends up coming back and, and playing in week one in 2021. Uh, he ends up getting comeback player of the year, obviously leads the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Um, but during, I think media week of the Super Bowl, he said he never felt like, yeah, he came back week one, but he didn't feel like himself physically up until like the midway point of the season. So obviously it's a different type of player. Like I said, Burrow is a pure pocket passer. He doesn't need that lower mobility as much, but uh, since then, I mean, he's playing great this year. He seems to have completely kind of put that in his rear view. So that's one good positive, I would say. I think that's a, a positive case study. Number two was Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, again, his rookie year, 2017. I don't know if you remember this. When Deshaun Watson's rookie year, he didn't start right away. And then when he got to start, he threw like 10 touchdown passes in four games. He came out just absolutely firing. Um, but November, early November, he tears his ACL in a practice. <clears throat> he also comes back. Uh, week one of the following season. Uh, I don't have any quotes about how he felt, but he ended up throwing for 4,100 yards, 26 touchdowns, nine picks. And then you ask, okay, well, he's kind of mobile. What did he do on the ground? He ran for 550 yards and five touchdowns. So a guy a little more similar to Kyler's play style, kind of comparable, a little bigger guy, but I mean, that works out. I mean, he wasn't, it doesn't seem like at least the numbers don't say that he was limited in mobility. Yeah, kind of what I think as well. I don't know if I would really – I don't know. Carson Wentz throws SEL too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, Is that right? Yeah. That's another guy like that. It, it's kind of weirdly similar to what um, to what Carson Wentz kind of went through because that year before he tore it, he kind of had an MVP type. It was like, the same year. That was a Super right. Bowl year. Oh, that year. Gotcha. Was but it yeah. his ACL? I don't know. It was. I think it was a knee. You're, you're, I think reason- you're right. But I don't know exactly, but either way, it's it just it just scares me just because you know. Well, you never know. we've 
Those are supposed to be two of the good ones, and I was going to finish with a bad one. Okay. All right. This second overall pick from the 2012 draft, Robert Griffin III, led the Redskins to the playoffs his rookie year. If you remember, he was electric. 3,200 yards, uh, 20 touchdowns, five picks. I think he had the best pass rating in the NFL that season. On top of that, he had like 800 yards rushing, seven touchdowns on the ground. You you thought the Redskins were like, the Redskins lucked out by getting RG3. The Colts should have took RG3. Like, both were good, but at that point, RG3 was the dude. Um, He tears his ACL in January, so the latest of any of those guys. It might have been a playoff game, actually. Tears his ACL. His whole plan was, I'm going to be ready for week one. He rushes back. He does make it back by week one. Um, he throws for 320 yards, 326 in week two, 227 in week three, uh, four touchdowns over that stretch. I think the Redskins were only one and two, though. After that, he got hurt again, and then he was never the same. So you're looking at two guys that uh, Joe Burrow, not really a similar play style. He rushes back a little bit, but he ends up weathering the storm. He's all right. Deshaun Watson. A little more similar, still not quite. Comes back for week one, has success on the field. Then who knows all that shit that happened after. But RG3, um, unfortunately, is kind of the most similar um, player comparison-wise. And it never ended up really clicking again after that. So obviously, as a Cardinals fan, we hope that we have a different result here. But in my opinion, that whole situation was caused by RG3 pushing and pushing and pushing. Like, I've got to be ready for week one. Got to be ready. Got to be ready. And pushing it too far. Because if that's – that's why, like, if Kyler has to miss the first month of next season, it is what it is. We can't be fucking that's, around, as we talked yeah. about earlier, the financial investment as well. Like, let's take it easy. Make sure that this guy is ready to go and not force him onto the field when he's just not there. You see, it can go badly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. If he does not start week one, I'm not going to be, like, pissed. Like, even if he he doesn't play half the year, I'm not going to be pissed. Like, we're stuck with this guy for fucking six years. I mean, it's, it's, like you said, more of an investment than anything. If he doesn't... I'm not like, oh, I hope he's back week one. I don't want him to be back. I want him to take more time than necessary just because, sure, we get a a 60% Kyler Murray back for week one versus letting him rest and and heal and just come back stronger on week six, you know, and then, I don't know. It makes complete, yeah. No, you make 100% complete sense. Um, Yeah, so – that's the situation with Kyler Murray. <clears throat> um, if he is not able to go, uh, do you want to run through some quarterbacks that maybe we can target? Oh, I'm gonna, let me say, no, let me say a quarterback and you say if you would prefer Colt McCoy. <laughs> so right. let, let's say Kyler's out uh, for the first six weeks, okay. month and a half. Would you rather have Colt McCoy or Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Would you rather have Colt McCoy or Andy Dalton? Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, Carson Wentz. Colt McCoy. 
I agree so far. Um, Colt McCoy, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. I agree with that as well. Wouldn't that be fucking something? Baker and Kyle in the same locker room. Now, these two, I think, are kind of interesting because they're, I mean, if Cliff is still around, which who knows, this injury might have bought him some time, unfortunately. But these kind of fit the system a little more than the ones I named above. Oh, wait, or Marcus Mariota. That's interesting. Marcus Mariota. Thing. Um, how about it's exciting? Colt McCoy or Tyler Huntley. I just don't feel like we've seen enough of Tyler. I think is good, but first off, I don't think that the Ravens let him go. But hypothetically, I would probably just go Tyler Huntley just scheme wise. Just because of, of our offense, I feel like he'd fit it better better than Colt McCoy. And just because he'd be exciting. With Colt McCoy, you know, the good and bad thing is you know exactly what you're going to get with him. And he's not going to go out and throw up, put up Patrick Mahomes numbers or whatever. He's going to run your offense and he's going to run it, you know, without any surprises. Um, I don't know. Tyler Huntley would be fun. I think I that think, would be a, a cheap option. Uh, I think that's something that you could bring both of those guys in and kind of see what happens. I have no idea what his contract situation is. I'm really not sure. Um, I know Lamar is a free agent, obviously, after the season. But that was just kind of a, a backup that's out there, lingering, somewhat similar of a style of play. I, I mean, I'd throw the dart and see what it looks like, heading in, like, I think, see what it looks like in training camp. I think that, that they would end up sticking with Colt. In my, in I think my you're mind, probably right. It seems like they're – like they like him, like like the, the team likes him, and the front office likes him. I think that they would just stick with Cole if it was. Well, fuck. What if he he might just up and retire? The guy is uh, taking a fucking beating. Like it's yeah. it is sad to watch him out there and play. Yeah, I mean, and it's not him. Anybody would take a beating. I mean, Lamar would take a beating. Mahomes would take a beating out there. It's terrible. He's so, um, such a sweet guy too. Like, okay, so the, the Patriots sacked him six times. He never stood a chance. Like, he didn't play terrible. Like he he was he was playing what how Colt McCoy plays. Just takes takes right. what's there, trying to get the ball out as quickly as possible. It got similar to the Niners game. It started to kind of look like that towards the end. Um, but this is what he had to say after the game. <clears throat> you know, I, I gotta I gotta be be sharper. For sure. You know, same with Hollywood. I've never played with him. You know, so the games that I played early, you know, he was out. So there's some things that I just I need to work on with him. And um, I, I trust all those guys. We have a great group outside. And, um, you know, if there's a finger to blame, you know, pointed at me, I got I to gotta make some throws that, that would help us in this game. And as you can tell, like he just – he took total accountability. Like there wasn't – he's like, if you're going to yeah. point the finger at anybody, point it at me. I'm the guy. I'm the quarterback. He sounded so sad. Yeah, he did. Like oh, just Everyone did. Everyone did. He probably realizes he's going to have to get the, his fucking ass beat for the next couple of weeks. Their offensive line is so trash. But, yeah, I mean, that – I think I, – I don't know. That's another reason why I think that – they stick with Colt if he fucking wants to stay uh, first yeah. and foremost. Um, just like the, I don't know, that's just good leadership because it really yeah. wasn't his fault. And I feel like anyone who watched understand it wasn't his fault. The offensive line was just so atrocious. 
and uh, it I have to just feel bad for him. It sucks. He stood in there like he always does, um, but it just wasn't enough. Um, we can kind of get into the game a little bit now. It's kind of hilarious when you think about it. So the Cardinals kick a field goal to uh, go up 3 nothing. Um <clears throat> later on, so they have the early lead. Later on, they go up 13 to 7 before the two minute warning in the first half. What was the final score? They went up 13, 13 to 7. Do you remember what I said the final score was? 27 13, is that right? 27 to 13. The Patriots scored 20 unanswered after after the Cardinals score touchdown to go up before the first half. Um after that, they score to go up 13 to 7. They get the ball back. <clears throat> Cardinals are facing yet another fourth and one situation. Uh, this one, okay, you said last week, go for it all the time. Be aggressive. I love it. This one, let me try with, and convince you otherwise. Okay, with Kyler Murray. With Kyler. Okay. Yes. Not with Colt McCoy as your fucking turn back, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So they decide to go for it, 37 seconds to go. Instead of kicking a field goal, making it a two-score game. Here I am in the camp. Anytime you can go up two scores, go up two scores. If that's what you can do, especially with the Patriots getting the ball at the start of the second half, they elect not to. Cliff's credit, the play call was a pretty well-designed play. Cole McCoy rolls out, and he just doesn't put enough air on it. Uh, The closing linebacker gets a hand on it, and he's not able to get it to McBride. But a good throw there, that's an easy first down. But here's my problem. Even if that's an easy first down, you have no timeouts. Let's say there's 30 seconds left on the play clock. You're only at like the 35, 40-yard line. What are the odds you're going to still go down and score a touchdown? Odds are your best-case scenario is still three points. So what the – I mean, maybe you take two shots to the end zone prior to that, but like there was – the risk-reward there is just not there. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with that. Um, That's just kind of another – I kind of – I kind of think that that could be another good example of Cliff himself just kind of freaking out whenever the clock ticks down. Like whenever the clock's going low, he's like, uh, 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 oh, I go for it on fourth down a lot. Here we go. We'll do this. But the, I think he, I feel like he kind of forgot Colin Murray wasn't his quarterback. And like you said, you're going to be back up to your own 40, or not to your own 40. You're going to be on the 40 or 35 yard line. At best, you're going to have maybe, maybe three plays you can get off. Um, and, you know, for what? You're going to gain 30 yards in three plays and score a touchdown whenever you can just, you know, take the three points, like you said. Yeah, Isn't they it? didn't get it. <clears throat> Don't get it. The Patriots get the ball back right there on a short field with two timeouts. They end up getting a field goal before the half. So they make it 13 to 10 before the half. They get the ball first. They kick a field goal on that drive, tie it up. And just a matter of that swing of being able to go up two scores compared to failed conversion, field goal, field goal, tie game. When it could have just been a little more pre- – you give yourself a little bit more of a cushion because the, the Patriots are not a good fucking football team. Yeah, they're 7-6 they're and six right now. They're better than us, football team. And they're not good enough to where offensively to when they're in a deficit. You know how we kind of talked about if the Cardinals can play with a lead, they can kind of – they can stick to the script – and kind of run the ball and do what they do, and they it just looks better offensively. The Patriots, Patriots are similar in that way. If Mac Jones had to come from behind from two or three scores, good fucking luck. They have, they're a mess on offense, um, but they did enough 
Like I said, 20 unanswered. So not great. And the worst part about this game, didn't really get that many cool Steve Belichick shots, I feel like. No, no, what I was looking really forward to is prime Steve. Him making his weird ass face or looking like a fucking homeless person. We didn't really get much of that. No, that is unfortunate. Um, I guess we can talk about a little bit of the positives. One positive, Maje Sanders played a career high in snaps, 32 snaps. I thought he had a pretty good game. They beat, I think they each had a sack. Um, Cam Thomas for sure. Let me pull it up. Yeah, Maja Sanders had three tackles, two solo. Um, Zach Allen. Oh, there's one. Zach Allen needs a contract extension ASAP. That was one of yeah. me, like, yep. in my notes. I yep. was like, got to talk about Zach Allen playing awesome this year. Uh, and then he breaks his hand. He's out. So <laughs> still deserves a contract extension. He's the man. But right when you're like, okay, Kyler's out. Well, like, we got Zach Allen still. He's fucking tearing shit up, breaking skulls. And he breaks his hand. He's out next week, too. So, like, you can't catch a fucking break. Um, James Conner played well again. He's that touchdown run, and it was only like a 10 yarder. That was like vintage last year, James Conner. Yeah. He just carried like seven guys for five yards to get into the end zone. That was him last year, carrying and probably what you'll see. At the end of this year, him just literally carrying the entire team. There was I mean, only um, and then uh, Marco Wilson. Yeah, Marco is Wilson he, played all right. Um, is there any I, updates on? I don't have any. I heard towards the end. Yeah, no idea. So there's Think another come one. Back. Not that I'm aware of. Jesus Christ, the team is so hurt. I don't think I've ever seen them field a worse team. Yeah, no, that's that's not yes, true. you have. Yeah, no, you have. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, for sure. As bad as this I, team is, uh, it is. I, I don't know. I mean, I think still head and shoulders talent wise above twenty eighteen. Yeah. As bad as it is, that just tells you how bad twenty eighteen was. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to James Conner, fifteen carries for eighty five yards. Only one other running back had a carry. That he just has all of the workload. Keontae Ingram had one carry for a yard. Other than that, the James Conner show, he had six catches as well in this game. If you've got James Conner in fantasy down the stretch, you're looking in good shape in terms of just a snap count. Like, there's nobody else. He's going to be yeah. out there for the whole entire game. Yeah, he's definitely proven that he's worth the fucking money that he's been paid. Yeah. Uh, either I mean, well, it's a dumb contract no matter what because he's a running back, but he's still... He's still uh, a big heartbeat on the offense, so him mm-hmm. playing well is something. Um, the big, a big play in this game was the Hopkins fumble, and we don't love to uh, to rip our our star players, but what the fuck was that? I've I've known it was going to happen for so long because just because he holds up, he's I mean that's what he's always done. It's been fine. I mean it's only a matter of time before it happens, and I was really expecting the like. Um, the announcers to rip into him more than what they did. Like they, they kind of said a little bit about it, but then like, that's like an easy, like dig. Like he always does that. And everyone's like, oh, we got to protect the ball. And he never fucking does it. And then he gets up. I mean, fumbles like that. Yeah, I was expecting. If, if his name wasn't Deandre Hopkins, they would have, I'm sure. Yeah. But at that point, I believe, was it a tie game or were they upset? I think it was a tie game. 
And that I touchdown th- made it made it 30 or 20 to 13, or did that put him up 27, 13? Either way. Put him up- <laughs> either way, not good. Come on, D hop. Hold on to the ball, yeah. buddy. Oh. Um I don't that know. Other, other than that, it's just the disaster continues. If we uh if we lose on Sunday and get a little bit of help, we are literally sitting at pick number two in the draft. So that'd be sweet. That would be something to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, even for sure. Pick. I mean, I think if if we I think if it falls not, if the ball does not bounce our way, the worst we, we would be looking at would be the fifth pick. Is that right? Right now we're at six due to some tiebreaker, I believe. But, I mean, there's not – I mean, if we if we won another game, I'd be surprised. So, we can tank, only tank, go up. I don't know. Run. I mean, so here's a really, really early um, um, draft preview. Who would we even look at at that do you even know? I I got number two, yes, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. You got two bona fide like it is the, studs. The pass rusher from Bama, right? Will Anderson's pass rusher from Bama. Uh, Jalen, I think it's Jalen Carter. I believe I could be wrong. I, I'm not in draft season yet, but he's a D tackle for Georgia, and he's just a fucking freak. One a humongous. One of his a uh, couple of his like pass rushing moves went viral a couple weeks ago. He's just. He's a freak. So if you, if they were to be lucky enough to land either of them, then we would be uh, – I would take that. Sign me up. I would be scary. I mean, Zach Allen, if we get him back, JJ, and then one of them cats, yeah, that would be scary. Yeah, Zach's an uh, unrestricted free agent, so that's – fingers that's crossed there. Yeah. Is um, Caleb Williams eligible to come out this year, or is that next year? He is not. Because if he was, I don't care who the fuck you are. You take Caleb Williams. I don't. I've been talking. I don't know. I've been telling anybody that can listen to me that. And I, he's since won the Heisman, but I've been on this for this whole season. I stayed up with my son, my child, staying up late with him when he couldn't sleep one night. And I was watching the Pac-12. I think it was like the first Utah USC game when USC actually lost that game. I bet on him, so that sucked. But Caleb Williams is. He is fucking – this sounds terrible to say, and I know it sounds terrible. He looks like Patrick Mahomes. The way he moves in the pocket, his arm – like, it's all effortless. It's smooth. One thing I don't like is how he finger paints his nails. Say, like, fuck Utah, fuck Notre Dame. That's not franchise quarterback behavior to me. But everything else, I love you, Kyler Murray. That fucking guy is going to be Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be right there. Mark my words. I'll, it's written. It's recorded now in history. Caleb Williams is going to be the fucking man. So that's early well, 2024 draft talk. We can't... Hey, maybe yeah, we early, can. early 2024 draft. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Kyler has an RG3 career. Maybe that's what he has. That's what I've been worried about. Maybe his career ends up like RG3s. That's what no, I've been worried about. For that. We're not rooting for that at all. They... We're rooting for a speedy and quick recovery. Yeah, well, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this sucks. Might be the worst week of the worst week we've had while doing the podcast. Yeah, worst and I apologize. Day. I tried to have the energy at the beginning. I was trying. I was like, "Welcome to Two Birds One Stone." Yeah, this. Welcome to the show. We got a good. No, it's hard to do that. It's been a bad, bad week. Yeah. So 
if it's your first time listening to the show, come back next week. Maybe, maybe we'll be in a little bit of a better mood. But this we won't week, be by the fucking Russell Wilsonless Broncos, who might be better without him. Jeff um, Driscoll, baby, he's got a wagon. He's got a dump truck Matt, back there. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Jeff Driscoll, yeah. could you imagine? That we knew would be typical of this season if you lost to Jeff Driscoll. That's for and sure. Then I, I don't want to get it twisted. I hope they do. That's, I mean, at this point, all you can hope for is a better draft pick and like losses that are so bad you can laugh at them. That's it. That's all I had to look for. Yep. So I don't know, man. That's what we got. Uh, I was going to get into, I guess, just a quick like that the fact that they officially wasted Kyler's rookie deal that hurts bad. Like this is like, this was a cheap year because of the contract extension and the way it was structured. And next year is cheap. So next year, if he is out for any significant amount of time, you have officially ruined your rookie quarterback window window that everybody talks about is so important. You 100% wasted it. So that's very Arizona Cardinal of us. um, And it hurts. Yep. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. Black Monday it will be uh, early January um, after the final regular season game of the season. We'll see how it all shakes out with Common Kingsbury. Until then, we'll get back on this fucking show every week and we'll just keep taking the punches to the jaw and roll on, baby. Um, That's right. That is right. We got an Instagram page now, so uh, go follow the Instagram page. We'll put up clips and stuff like that on there. Um other content that works a little better on there than it does for Twitter. Um, like subscribe, uh, download all of our shows. Um, Ash that like button. That's right. Like button. That's right. Um, other than that, uh, you got anything to, to leave them with Garrett? Mm. Mm, let me think of a quote. Um, no, I don't. I can't think of a quote. I was going to say that's what I ask you every single yeah. episode to end with, and you never have anything. So get on it. Be that's ready for next week. Um, it always gets better. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel, except when there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I'll leave you with that. We've been waiting for a light since 1948, brother. So, all right, we'll see you guys next week. We appreciate you listening. Go birds. Uh,